Hour two, Sean Hannity Show, toll free. Our number is 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. One of the things that has frustrated me about the Republican Party over the years is they never really go out there as a unit and fight for the things that they campaign on. Now, we saw this, you know, with 65 show votes, repeal and replace Obamacare. Then in 2017, when it mattered, oh, they didn't have a plan ready. They should have been ready since 2009. They weren't ready. You have in the Senate seven Democrats that a year prior voted on a straight repeal bill as it relates to Obamacare. But then when it mattered and Donald Trump was inaugurated, the seven changed their mind against the exact same bill that they had voted for. It is a massive problem, just like we have a problem now with the Justice Department being politicized. You know, if you're a conservative, you're a Republican, you know, you go to jail for for jaywalking, not paying a parking ticket or spitting on the sidewalk. Uh, If you're a Democrat, deep state operative, nothing happens. Like, for example, I have been outspoken about what happened on January 6th. It can't happen again. We've got to protect our institutions, our elected officials. Doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. And and that cannot happen in this country. We need safety and security, just like we needed safety and security and law and order in the summer of 2020. There's no commission looking into the 535 riots that killed dozens of Americans and and injured thousands of police officers. We have all the people on video, you know, pelting cops with bricks and rocks and bottles and Molotov cocktails. We watch police precincts burn to the ground. Where's that commission? Where's the jail time for the people involved in the arson, the looting, the violence uh, uh, against police officers and, and other people? How do you let anarchists take over city blocks? How do you let anarchists get away with burning down a police precinct? Anyway, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. One congressman that stands out, I think, above all the others is Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio, who's going to join us in a minute. Um now, Jim has been pointing out this this problem we have, and that is politicizing our Department of Justice. Now, we saw, for example, the Horowitz report. It referred people like Andrew McCabe and Jim Comey for lying to Congress. Well, nothing's happened to them. As a matter of fact, McCabe just got back his pension. They they have these, you know, seven-figure book deals that they get. They get their paid contributors on cable TV. And 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 viewed as superstars, the exact same thing that led to the pre-dawn raid at, say, Roger Stone's house, pre-dawn raid, guns drawn, 30 guys, tactical gear, frogmen and fake news CNN cameras tipped off to be there and capture it all on tape. Why doesn't that happen on the other side? You know, if you if we don't have equal justice and application of our laws, we really don't have law in society. You can't have a dual justice system. You know, all these people rushing to judgment in the Rittenhouse case, um, when now as the evidence is coming out, a very different tale is being told and very different evidence is being shown. That's why we never rush to judgment. Anyway, uh, Jim Jordan was grilling the Attorney General Merrick Garland over, you know, this memo that was put out about moms and dads, domestic terrorists, because they're speaking up at school board meetings. Listen. 
Will FBI agents be attending local school board meetings? No, FBI agents will not be attending local school board's meetings, and there's nothing in this memo to suggest that. I want to, again, try to be clear. This memo is about violence and threats well, of violence. Let me just point it's out, not- the same day you did the memo, the Justice Department sent out a press release, Monday, October 24th, or excuse me, Monday, October 4th, 2021. The press release says, Justice Department addresses violent threats against school officials and teachers. Now, you said earlier to a question from one of my colleagues on the Republican side that parents aren't domestic terrorists, we're not going to treat them that way. But let me just read from the third paragraph. According to the Attorney General's memorandum, the Justice Department will launch a series of additional efforts in the coming days designed to address the rising criminal conduct directed towards school personnel. Those efforts are extended, expected to include a creation of a task force consisting of representatives from the department's criminal division, civil rights division, executive office of U.S. attorneys, the FBI, the community relations service, office of justice programs, and the national security division. Now, I find that interesting. You said there's no way you're going to be treating parents as domestic terrorists, but you got the national security division in a press release regarding your memo that day. My memo does not mention the National Security Divisions. It's addressed to the I didn't say it did. I said the press release accompanying your memo that day from the Department of Justice. Right here it is. I'm going to be as clear Talks about the National Security Division being part of this effort. I want to be clear as I can be. This is not about what happens inside school board meetings. It's only about threats of violence and violence aimed at school officials, school employees, and teachers. What an exchange that was. Anyway, Congressman Jim Jordan is with us. By the way, he's got a book that he's written. And I've not got my manuscript yet. It's coming out soon. And it's simple. It's do what you said you would do fighting for freedom in the swamp. And uh, it's going to be a bestseller. We have it. uh, If if you want to get a first edition copy, we have it on Hannity.com. It's on Amazon.com and uh, soon to be in bookstores everywhere. Congressman, welcome back. Good to be with you, Sean. Thanks for all you do for the cause of freedom, brother. It, it is frustrating when 13 Republicans work with the yeah. Democrats as they did on this this infrastructure bill. It's frustrating when Mitch McConnell and every Republican in the Senate says they're not going to raise the debt ceiling. And then, you know, for two months, they say it. And then when the moment comes, they bail and they raise the debt ceiling. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it is, and uh, particularly when the, the the two bills were linked. I mean, the, this this bill that passed on Friday, uh, last Friday, uh, we've known for months because Joe Biden himself said this bill, this so-called infrastructure bill, which really didn't have much infrastructure in it, and then the big two trillion thing coming later, the so-called Build Back Better. Uh, with all its crazy tax policy and energy policy, they've been linked for months now. And the idea is, we if you stop one, you got a better chance of stopping the other one. Uh, so yeah, it was it was frustrating to see that happen. But let's hope Senator Manchin. And Senator well, there's, all, there's only three weeks left in the on the Senate's calendar yep. for this year. So yep. um, it, it's at some point here they're going to need to go in uh, and raise the debt ceiling again or or do it short term. But Republicans shouldn't lift a finger to help them, considering they've not been a part of the process at all as it relates to this push for reconciliation. No, no, I agree. We, we, we shouldn't. It's, it's, uh, it's the majority parties. Uh, if they're going to do it, they're going to do it. Now, maybe maybe if we get something, like we can, if we can say, oh, uh, Biden, we, uh, President Biden, you get rid of this crazy mandate that's going to that's a threat to liberty, but also going to just further exacerbate the, the inflation and supply chain problem. I got a, I got a trucking company in our district, 600 employees. The, the owner of the company called me last week and says, if this mandate goes through, ha- half of his truck drivers, half of his truck drivers don't have the vaccine. What is that going to mean? I mean, there may, so so this is the kind of craziness. So yeah, if we can get something like that, maybe you entertain something uh, along the line. But short of that, of course not. Of course not. And the idea that we had 13 votes for this last week made no sense to me 
as I, because, as I said, these things have been linked, and they've been linked for months, and the whole country knows that, uh, but unfortunately it passed. So both you and Jim Banks were supposed to be on this January 6th yeah. commission, and you were replaced by the two biggest Trump haters in the Republican Party, <laughs> and that would be Liz Cheney and, and Adam Kinziger. So yeah. it, it, it's already, you know, the, they've already written the report. It's just a matter yeah. of, you know, how vicious they'll be. But it's like another impeachment of Donald Trump. So they don't really have yeah. like I would really like to know why the head of the police, Capitol Police, the chief uh, who has since left that office, who requested National Guard troops six separate on six separate occasions. I yeah. would like to know why that was not granted and who made that decision. Yeah, well, it's, ultimately, the decision goes to the Speaker of the House and she's in charge of Capitol Hill. So there's, there were reports out right after the tragedy of January 6th that, that indicated that she that, that there was talk of her having the National Guard there before. Mark Meadows has said publicly, he said, I think, on your show. That he said he it to me. To have the National Guard, yeah, he offered to have the National Guard there for January 6th. She didn't accept it. So why Days before why they offered. It was yeah. offered many times before. You know, and, yeah. and here's my thing. I, what, I've been very outspoken. We can't have what happened on January 6th ever happen sure. again. We have to protect our institutions, every elected official, and I feel very strongly about it. Rioting anywhere at any time is wrong. It's lawlessness. We had 535 riots. We had dozens of Americans killed. We had uh, police precincts burned to the ground, city blocks taken over, thousands of cops around the country injured, pelted with bricks, rocks, bottles, and Molotov cocktails. Where's that commission, and right. why aren't right. the people responsible for that behavior in those riots you know, why is one riot important and the rest of the riots go unnoticed? No, it's all politics, and you know it, Sean. No, no, you're right, Sean. You've been consistent. Republicans have been consistent. The American people have been consistent. We condemned the violence when it happened in the summer of 2020. We condemned the violence when it happened on January 6, 2021. We've been consistent. The people who haven't are the Democrats, because during the summer of 2020, what did they do? They actually helped raise money to bail these lawless people out of jail who attacked police officers, destroyed small Kamala Harris destroyed promoted yes. the bail fund yes. uh, herself. Why yes. isn't she being held accountable? Why? Why? Yes. Where's the commission on that? Yeah, no, it's it, that's the frustrating part. Uh, look, and you also know why they're doing this. Democrats are doing the January 6th commission because they got nothing else to talk about. They're going to talk about record inflation, 30-year high. They're going to talk about the border. They're going to talk about the, the debacle that was the Afghanistan exit. They're going to talk about the, the energy, uh, the price of goods and inflation. They're going to talk about crime going up in every major urban area. They're going to talk about the fact that the president of the United States was begging OPEC to increase production, while at the same time he's telling American companies to decrease production. I mean, they got nothing else to talk about. So they might as well go with their their crazy conspiracy theory that about January 6th. And that's what they're going to do. Quick break. We'll come back and continue more with Jim Jordan on the other side. As we continue with Jim Jordan, Congressman Ohio is with us. You know, what's amazing to me as I watch, for example, Liz Cheney. And you don't have to comment if you don't feel like talking about a colleague, but you know, she's now partnered with the very people that accused her father of being a war yep. criminal. You know, Bush yep. and Cheney lied and people died. Uh, she's yep. now aligned to herself with the, the very same people that wanted to put her father in jail over issues involving his work with Halliburton. She's yep. now, you know, for, for a family that says that 
national security needs to be a top priority. War on terrorism, old, you know, Cold War warriors that they were. They now have aligned themselves with Joe Biden, the weakest president we've ever had. How do they justify that? Yeah, I don't know. The thing that bothers me is, is uh, so often you hear her talk about and others talk about the Constitution and January 6th and protecting and defending our, our Constitution. Well, where were these people? When back when it was just you and I and a handful of others, oh, there were saying, many of us. Doing this, yeah, we're, we're, there, there was literally there was a handful in the press and there was a handful in Congress, I mean, like a dozen people maybe, who were saying this whole Trump Russia thing is baloney. Where were they then? Now, now we've been proven a hundred percent right. A hundred more, more than more than go, we knew. We've been yeah, fully vindicated. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. The only the only thing we had wrong was it was worse than we thought. So where were they then about protecting the Constitution? And now. Oh, you know, and look, like you said, Sean, people who did wrong that day, they need to be held accountable. And they are. There's been 600 people prosecuted, indicted for what took place on January 6th. So that that is happening. But the FBI has also said, the FBI has also said there's been no conspiracy. There was no conspiracy. There was no, 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 nothing to, to to disrupt like they like their January 6th commission. Is well, they, they just want to look. They want to purge. There's a group of people, Democrats, the mob, the media um, and and rhino Republicans want to purge the Republican Party of Donald Trump. I mean, that it, it yeah. seems to always come down to their default position. Yep. You know, Terry McCall tried to run on Trump, 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 Trump. <laughs> Trump. It didn't work. It didn't so, work. Um, what are your, you know, look, I think we're heading into the two most important elections in our lifetime by far. And I've said that about other elections this time. It's there's so much at stake here. I mean, a debacle in Afghanistan, a debacle with the economy, a debacle, more people dead from covid in 2021 than 2020. The border is a disaster. Begging OPEC for energy when we were energy independent, thanks to Donald Trump's policies. I don't see the the woke left, radical socialist left changing gears at all. So now we have the midterm elections and then we're going to have a presidential election. How do you look at, how do you see our prospects? I think we're going to win. I think we're going to win. You saw that, you saw that last week in Virginia. I think we're going to win. Turns out when you, you, when you tell parents that government's smarter than them, parents don't like it. Turns out when you say you want to get rid of the police, that voters don't like it. That's where the left is. And, and really the fundamental question is today's left, they don't like the country. And they don't love this great nation that is the greatest country ever with more rights, more freedoms, more liberty, more chance to go chase your goals and dreams. They don't like that. They want this control economy. They want this authoritarian government. And the American people see through it. So I think I think the American people are going to show up in a big way. Uh, I think we're going to win. And then I think Donald Trump's going to run. And I think he's going to win. And that is exactly what we need. Someone who has proven he will stand up to all the craziness, all the left, all the media, all the bureaucracy. That is exactly what I'm for him. And if he does, I think he'll win. Well, it's going to be a fascinating two years, uh, three years now, I guess, if we can survive it. Uh, Jim Jordan, anyway, so your book comes out soon. Uh, Can't wait to have you on to talk about it. Do what you said you would do fighting for, uh, what is it called? Fighting for uh, freedom in the swamp, which, by the way, is what you do so well. Jim Jordan, one of the people we can count on every single time. Thank you, sir, for being with us. Take care, Sean. Thank you. Quick break. Right back.
listen to this show one time and you're Hannitized. Sean Hannity is back on the radio. All right, 25 now to the top of the hour. It's amazing a little fight has broken out about uh, President Biden and comments that he made earlier today wishing Ambassador Donald Blinken a happy birthday uh, during a Veterans Day speech. And so he tells a story that he's told before. Um, and and let's play it for you, because I'm looking at a headline that says Joe Biden did not refer to Satchel Page as the other N word in a speech. But here's what he said. You know, I've adopted the attitude of the great Negro at the time. Pitcher in the Negro Leagues went on to become a great pitcher in the pros into the Major League Baseball after Jackie Robinson. His name was Satchel Page. All right. So there you hear him say it. Now, you know what the media reaction would be if Donald Trump said it. So the headline that Joe Biden did not refer to Satchel Page as that word in a speech is just false. He, he did. I mean, the actual words that he used without saying it is. You know, and and again, this is Joe Biden telling the speech. I've adopted the attitude of the great beep at the time pitcher in the beep leagues, et cetera, et cetera. How do you come up with it? How does one come up with a headline like that? You know, I I never understood how Joe Biden got a pass praising the former Klansman Robert KKK Bird, partnering with the former Klansman Robert Bird to stop the integration of public schools and busing uh, because he didn't want public schools to become, his words, racial jungles. I mean, it just it's unbelievable. All the other comments that he's made about race. We've, we've chronicled this a lot during the campaign. I think we were the only ones that, that were telling people about it. But you know if it was Donald Trump, it would be on every network, every day, every night, all day long, every newspaper for weeks and weeks and months, if not the entire campaign and entire presidency. Therein lies the double standards. Uh, anyway, Kurt is in Illinois. Kurt, you're on the Sean Hannity Show. What's going on? Hi, Sean. I've uh, been following that Kyle Rittenhouse trial pretty close. Yes, sir. Um, do you think... <laughs> I mean, I feel like the kid's being railroaded. I mean, it's just just been that obvious from listening to the media the whole time. But um, my big concern is if if somehow they find this kid guilty, it's it's going to kill uh, people having the right to protect themselves in this country. Well, uh, I mean, there's been a few amazing moments in this trial that have happened, and, and I I kind of. I was kind of convinced last night by the arguments of Professor Dershowitz, and that is that it seems like the prosecution is flailing all over the place. Um, it does. And it seems like it, when their star witness admits under cross-examination that he, that he aimed a loaded gun at Kyle Rittenhouse, that's it. That's within the law for him to defend himself. Well, I didn't intend to shoot him. Well, Kyle Rittenhouse is not a mind reader. It's not his job to be a mind reader. When you look at the video of him running as fast as he can away from a group of people that clearly want to bring him harm, you could see what happens. And then you see people while he's on the ground, you know, lifting their legs to kick his head right into the pavement, which could kill you as you know, which anybody would know at that moment. 
That is a threat to your life. You're in imminent danger. That is within the law in Wisconsin to use self-defense. People may not like the law. They may wish the law was different. But Wisconsin self-defense law allows someone to use deadly force, quote, if necessary to prevent imminent death and great bodily harm. That's what the law says. And for them to bring up his silence, which you have the right to remain silent, it seems like the prosecution almost wanted to force a mistrial so they would get a do-over. And and it's going to be interesting to see how that part plays out by the judge. But that's going to happen in the days to come. Um, but once again, you have this this predictable rush to judgment by the mob and the media, by by Democratic politicians. They, they don't believe in due process. They don't believe in the presumption of innocence. You know, when you look at the video and the, by the way, and the eyewitnesses that testify that his life was in jeopardy, that too. And you got the video and you've got their star uh, witness admitting he, he aimed a, a loaded weapon at Kyle before Kyle fired the shot against him. Uh, anyway, appreciate the call. Thanks so much, Kurt. 800-941-SEAN. Brock is in Iowa, wants to talk about the same topic. What's up, Brock? How are you? Hey, John. How are we doing tonight, brother? I'm good, sir. What's going on? Good. Hey, so I was just watching the trial yesterday. I haven't got to see a lot of it, but I really wanted to catch in yesterday for the cross-examination of the prosecution. This prosecutor, excuse my language, but he can't be this damn ignorant. Naturally, I mean, he's got to be doing it on purpose. The things he said, like, I, I, I know you have a history and a background of knowing about weapons, but him saying that a handgun is not as dangerous or lethal as, as a assault rifle. And he continued, nothing that bothered me, as he say, he continued to say um, AR, and then he did his little quotation mark and say assault rifle. Well, AR does not stand for assault rifle. Anybody who knows anything about guns knows that. Did he really say that? That cracks me up. Yeah, um, he would do a little quotation oh, mark. I, look, but I will tell you this. Remember in the case when the when Steve Scalise was, was shot and nearly died in that baseball field? And remember the two Capitol Police officers that walked in an open field and you had the the Bernie Sanders supporter with the rifle firing at the Republicans that were practicing for their upcoming game. Those police officers in that instance, a rifle, if if anybody is anywhere near proficient in the use of a rifle. Uh, the cops with the pistol are at a decided disadvantage at that distance. You would agree with that? Absolutely. And that was the other thing is when um, Kyle was talking and he said, you know, the guy brought the gun to my head and the prosecutor says, well, you know, he could have took you out from 50 yards with that hand or 50 feet from that handgun. He could have easily dropped you. I've, I've shot guns my whole life. and yet Yeah, let me tell you something. Hitting a target 50 feet away, you, you're pretty skilled. Yeah, especially moving and all that chaos. You're going to hit somebody from 50 feet, not hit anybody else. He's moving around on the ground. I mean, be realistic now. It's a, it's a, and I don't know what type of handgun it is. I really, I haven't heard. I haven't. I, I, I don't. I've been watching as much as I can, but obviously, a lot's gone on during during the show, so I've not watched everything. But just saying, you know, like he could he could have easily dropped you from 50 feet if he really wanted to. Yeah, but nine out of ten. I mean, you know, not even nine out of ten people. You know that you know a kill zone for a handguns, 10, 15 feet. That's a strike zone. That's a danger zone. And then him asking him questions like, "Did you intend to kill him when you shot when you fired your weapon?" And you know, he gave an amazing, appropriate response because 
no, I intended to disable him, to disable the situation. He's like, nope, you intended to kill him because you held the gun to his chest. And he just, it, it just didn't make sense to me in saying that he didn't have the right. I, and, I, I, um, don't th- I don't think the media, and I, I don't like to predict jury outcomes because it's, it's, you just don't know. I don't see the conviction coming in this case based on the evidence, the, the witness testimony, the video evidence, um, the admission of the prosecution star witness that he aimed a loaded gun at Kyle before Kyle fired at him. I, 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 I don't see a guilty verdict coming back, but it's hard to read juries. You never know. I would bet a lot of money that it's going to be not guilty on all counts. I would, I would have to agree. I mean, even you look at the fact is, I don't know if this kid has took any type of weapons training, but you take weapons training, what do they teach you? What do they tell you? Look for your exits or find a find an exit. Avoid he was running a- away. He was trying to get away. And then they tell you to announce yourself. Stay, stop, stop, stop. So he's doing everything that anybody that's ever took any type of firearms training, he was doing everything in his power to not have to use that weapon and saying the prosecutor saying, well, did you feel your life was more important? Well, what type of goofy question is that? It's it's such a dumb question. Look, in in my line of work, believe it or not, it may shock you. There are a lot of people that hate my guts and the very sight of me triggers some people. I've had I've had a, a number of incidences in my life where I'm I'm very careful, very aware of my surroundings and I'm, I'm careful where I go, especially in public. And I have to be. And but I will tell you, as somebody that's been uh, a, a pistol marksman since I'm what 11 years old, that I would run away rather than engage somebody that wants to fight me. Now, I'm a, I'm a brown belt second degree. I do an eclectic blend of, of martial arts. I train an hour and a half a day, five days a week. And I would rather run away and and as fast as I can than ever have to use either a weapon or the 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 skills that I've accumulated now over nine years. I'd rather run. I would run away. You'd say, Hannity, you're a gutless coward. No, I'm actually not. I don't want to hurt people because I've been trained to to protect myself. And watching Kyle run, it seems like he didn't want to engage anybody. He wanted to get the hell out of there. And that's what he, that's what I saw, and that's what the eyewitnesses saw as well. So I think it's, you know, I, I know some people look for trouble. I try to stay out of trouble, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, um, listen, I've had instances, you know, I've actually said these words to people. Uh, walking backwards, please do not make me hurt you. Please. I'm like begging them. Please do not. You don't want to go here. It's not a good idea. And, you know, and I quickly exit. You know, I'm still pretty quick, even though I'm getting a little older, spite of all the recent injuries. Um, anyway, appreciate the call. 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, quick break right back to the phones. Uh, 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program. Free for all on the Sean Hannity Show. All right, back to our busy phones. Um, let's say hi to Karen is in Ohio. Hey, Karen, how are you? Hi, Sean. I'm great. How are you today? I'm good. Sounds like you've got the same allergy voice issue I've got. 
I know. I apologize. I have a little laryngitis. Yeah, so do I. But it, it's uh, I've had it three times or four times this year. It's been annoying. Oh, I know. It's no fun. Well, first of all, thank you for what you do every day. And well, my you. point that I wanted to make is that I hope people realize what's happening with this administration is not incompetent. They are incompetent for sure. But I believe it's intentional. I think they want to bring us to our knees in every way possible. I think they're a bunch of self-righteous narcissists with an agenda, and they'll destroy everything and everyone that gets in their way. If they, want I, to I say it a little problem. differently, Karen, and I think you're right. I think they have so bought into their climate extremism, they, they bow at the altar of this new Green Deal socialist madness that even though it is harming people in this country that cannot afford all of all of the high prices that they're causing the poor and the middle class they they will not there is an easy remedy and they will not go there because that agenda is more important to them than the people that are being harmed by these policies that's just a fact they're even saying it i agree 100 percent. they don't care they don't care who they hurt now i live in ohio they're talking about shutting down this other pipeline now. I mean, they just are going to bring people to their knees, and they don't care. That Well, I can tell you that the people that I know, look, I can afford it, and it annoys the hell out of me to pay so much more for gas. And right. and it's going to pay, it's going to cost so much more to heat my house this winter. It's going to cost so much more. You know, I go, I do my own grocery shopping. Because mm-hmm. people, I don't know why people are surprised that I do that, but I like grocery shopping. I enjoy it. And right. I, I, even though I can afford it, I still don't like to pay, you know, 40% more for something that, uh, that a year ago, you know, I was getting a lot cheaper. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Exactly. And it's all preventable. No it is yeah. all preventable. There's no reason for it. And that's, I just hope people will wake up and realize that it's all preventable. Well, um, I appreciate the call. And I, I really, I, I sympathize with people. You know, food banks around the country, a buddy of mine works at a local food bank in my town. And, you know, occasionally he wants me to help them and support them, and I'm, I gladly do. And anyway, so the, we now have a food bank crisis because they can't get enough food because so many people, by the time they pay their electric bill, fill up their tank so they can get to work and get their kids to school, uh, by the time they pay the heating bills, by the time they go grocery shopping, by the time they go to the drugstore, they, they they don't have enough money for some of the the basic necessities that they were able to easily afford a year ago. That's how dramatic it's impacting poor and middle class Americans. And, you know, all this talk is, oh, the rich, the rich, we're going to tax the rich, rich, rich. No, you're killing the poor and the middle class. Your policies are destroying their way of life. And then they lecture us that maybe we should lower our expectations of what life in America should be like. And I'm like, no, I'm not interested in that part either. Anyway, 800-941-SHAWN is our number. You want to be a part of the program. Quick break, right back.